Hey guys, today we sat down with Lauren Napier from Lauren Napier Beauty. I loved this conversation with her because she is such a force and so inspirational. She had so much adversity and so many roadblocks in her way to success. And you know what she did? She just maneuvered around it, considered something better and made success for herself. I hope you guys find some inspiration in her story and go on and chase your dreams. So welcome to Cozying Up with a Clear Cut, where we get up close and personal with women that inspire us. So excited to launch season two with Lauren Napier. She's the founder of Lauren Napier Beauty, and we are going to learn about her journey from makeup artist to founder and CEO. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks so much for having me. It's really exciting to be here. Awesome. Well, we want to ask everyone, you know, When you were little, where do you think you would be in life at this moment? Like, did you think you would be doing what you're doing right now? So I recently found my senior book. So Mm -hmm. I know when you're a senior, you're not really little. No, you're still like imagining your life. Imagining your life. And I was born in Vegas and then I was raised in Texas. Mm -hmm. And so um, my the, the like glamour and the glitz of Las Vegas, but then this like Southern hospitality and all this, um, but Southern glamour and Southern mm-hmm. flair really informed me and, and gave me some real beauty perspective, but also this desire to be in a place that's um, electric and bright and living in 24 hour city. So I said, I wanted to live in a city that had skyscrapers and statues. <laughs> um, I said that I wanted to work in the film industry and um, I wanted to do something creative. Mm-hmm. Um, and here I am. So well, I had no idea that, that that's what I wanted to do or what what um, shape it would take. But, you know, I think if you have some some dreams and some imagination and some goals, you just got to like put one foot in front of the other and it takes you there. So you were pretty focused from like a young age on, you know, kind of the direction of what you wanted your life to look like. I wasn't focused at all. <laughs> That's I, I just had these ideas, these just, but I, like I said, you just put one foot in front of the other. And so, um, I, I didn't know that I, what specifically I wanted to do, but I knew the arena that I wanted mm-hmm. to play in. You know, I didn't know that I would be a makeup artist, but I knew I wanted to be behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to be creating something and that's the, um, that's the shape it took. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about your journey from, you know, how you started your career and how you founded your business. Well, I was working in TV and film and there's all these different reasons that I started my business. And and for one is that I'll just be perfectly honest. When you work around people who are creative, like I worked at Saturday Night Live, I worked at Jimmy Fallon. Wow, I, worked that's at, awesome. I worked at like a bunch of fun, um, exciting shows, Netflix, Hulu, HBO series. And um, it's, it's, it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. It's everything that you can imagine, but it's also very grueling hours. You know, you get up and sometimes you have to be at work at 4 a.m. <laughs> on the dot. Sometimes you're there, you know, until 4 a.m. And I just thought to myself, well, I don't want to be standing outside in the snow at 4 a.m. when I'm <laughs> 50. I yeah. don't want to do that. Um, you know, it, it's that part is not fun. Um, and so I thought I've got to do something that creates a space and and is something that's different and offers a unique 
perspective and point of view when it comes to beauty. And one thing that we know is like beauty is a very saturated market. There's a ton of makeup lines. Mm -hmm. There's a ton of skincare lines. There's, you know, lots of hair care, but what exists and, and how can I live in that space, but, but create something that's unique. Mm -hmm. So that was one uh, reason that I thought, okay, I've got to create something. I've got to do something for myself that's long lasting. But then I thought, once I started to to uh, conceptualize the product, what exists that is giving women a positive um, viewpoint and perspective? And I started thinking, you know, every time someone sat in my makeup chair, they would say something that was really self-deprecating. Mm -hmm. You know, I wish I would look like this every day. Can you cover up my bags? I don't like my eyebrows. You know, it was always something that was really negative. And then I would complete their makeup and they would be just just over the top excited, mm -hmm. right? And I realized there's this ceremony, there's this excitement that comes with applying makeup, but who are you without your makeup, right? So at the end of the day, after you've had this makeup on all day, my talent would come back and sit in the chair and they'd want to remove their makeup. And then there was this wave of relief mm -hmm. that they were back to themselves. They were no longer playing a character. They were no longer playing a role. And we all do that. Yeah. Every day we get up, we put makeup on and we go out into the world and we put on this brave face and we are the boss at work. <clears throat> We're the boss at work. We are, um, you know, the teacher to our kids. I don't have kids, but let's just say that. We're the mm -hmm. teacher to our kids where we are front facing in this community. But when we get home and we close the door, we kick off our shoes and we kick off our bra and we take off our makeup. That's the best part of the day. Yes, and it is. <laughs> so I thought, listen, let's create a space where people also feel really good about taking the makeup off. Mm -hmm. And that's where the concept of there's beauty and taking it off came. I just wanted to really encourage people to feel good about being themselves and embracing their natural state. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I came up with a concept for, um, for cleanse. And that's how it all started. And cleanse is a makeup remover wipe. That's right. So in in that process, you know, we're I'm always applying makeup, applying makeup. We wanted to find a really functional, um, easy, effective way of taking it off because listen, not everybody wants to deal with like a K Beauty 13 steps yes. <laughs> skincare routine at night. Sometimes your best is just using a wipe and taking it off. So I um I formulated this incredible formula. It is made with uh, the main ingredients, water, mm -hmm. and then aloe, cucumber, chamomile. So it has all these rich natural botanicals, um, a stretchable cotton fabric, um, and it's individually packaged. And I think that for this, it seems very counterintuitive for people, but it reduces overall waste. Mm -hmm. So the packaging was really important to me because I realized that I'm like an environmentalist, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> and, you know, I'm like, because a lot of people say like makeup remover wipes are like bad to use and they're bad for the environment, right? Right. And yeah, they're bad to use if you use them every day. Mm -hmm. Like you have to wash your face, lady. <laughs> like you got to wash your face. Yeah, it's not a substitute for washing your face. Yeah, exactly. And then also there's the environmental impact. But I like to challenge people and say like, are you challenging Lysol? Are you challenging the diaper companies? Um so my products are all packaged individually, so they reduce overall waste because mm -hmm. if you have had a pack of makeup wipes that's dried out, mm -hmm. you've experienced this, right? Um, 
before you can get all the way through the pack. And what I discovered in all of my research and, and building out the product was that 30% of makeup wipes are discarded before consumption. Yeah. And ours are, or I should say Lauren Napier Beauties are packaged individually so that you can use them a la carte. Mm -hmm. You can stick them in your purse. You can leave them by your nightstand. I have mine at my desk. So when I get off the Zoom calls, I can just <laughs> wipe away the day. Um, and they don't dry out. So a pack of 50 might last you for like four months. Yeah. Depending on the frequency in which you use them. And I know um, I saw that you, you know, package them and create them like very sustainably, right? Yep. They're manufactured with solar energy. They're also cruelty-free. And then um, I am now working on a biodegradable wipe fabric. So that has really been important to me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's always about improving and making sure that your product is is um, created in a way that that does not leave a negative carbon footprint. You yeah. know, what you're leaving behind is something that's that is uh, going not to not be harmful to the environment. So that's important to me. Awesome. So. And I know, so you have cleanse and you also have another product, Flaunt, right? Flaunt. Mm -hmm. Flaunt is actually the star of the show these days. <laughs> so it's got um, also the main ingredients, water. And then we also use aloe and cucumber and chamomile. There's a special ingredient, noni fruit extract, and there's pink guava. And so it's really great for restoring your skin and diff uh, combating the UVB and blue light rays that are coming from, you know, all of this green time that we're experiencing and all of this scrolling that you're seeing on your phone. Like we are now attached to these devices and we're sitting in front of them every day and it's harmful, you know, to our skin. Like we're yeah. not getting vitamin D, but we're getting blue light. <laughs> I know. I didn't realize that until this year when I heard people telling me that sitting in front of my computer screen was actually doing skin damage. Yeah like going out in the sun. I was like, wait, what should I be wearing? Like SPF? <laughs> well, um, you, you know, they have like screen protectors mm -hmm. and just like you're seeing these blue light glasses to protect your eyes. Um, you know, there, there are different, um, different botanicals and different vitamins and different, um, you know, skincare that you can use that helps to combat that exposure, mm -hmm. which is again, why I say like flaunt is great because when you or sitting in front of the computer, or you're just hanging out at home, you can reach over, grab one, kind of wipe your face off, and and um, the ingredients are helping to fight that reflective light that's coming at you. Awesome. So you're kind of doing double duty. You're, you know, taking off your makeup, but also like helping your skin. That's right. Protecting awesome. and caring for your skin. Amazing. Yeah. What have you learned about yourself from founding your company? Well... <laughs> there is a lot. <laughs> um, you know, this year, of course, I think for everyone has mm -hmm. been incredibly challenging. And um, it's not that when you're when you own a business, I just said this yesterday on my Instagram, it's like it's equal parts exhilarating and exhausting and exasperating and exciting, you know? And so I have learned that if there's a problem, I'll solve it. <laughs> um, uh, I have learned that I am more creative and more resilient than I ever expected that I could be. Mm -hmm. I have learned that I have more patience with myself, but I also recognize that I am hard on myself and very determined. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and then I've, I've really learned that um, 
I love myself a lot. Like I actually care about myself. And when the things that became overwhelming were too much, like I paused, I stopped, I allowed myself to eat ice cream. (laughs) I allowed myself to take a long nap or just, you know, have a good cry. Um, or just, yeah, I took a nap a couple days ago in just the middle of the day. <laughs> I had, we- That's such a treat. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> in, in my room, I walked past my room and I, I was tired and I'm working from home and I walked out of my office and passed my room and the sun looked so just inviting. And I thought, I'm going to lay down. <laughs> and I did, it, was, it just felt so nice to just bask in the sun in mm-hmm. my bedroom and throw on some music and just knock out. And Mm -hmm. that's exactly what I did. And, you know, allowing yourself just a few minutes sometimes can change the rest of the week. I mean, it's funny because that happened on Monday. Like (laughs) you're supposed to be jumping into the week on Monday and I'm napping. (laughs) But I mean, it helped restore me for the rest of the week. Awesome. Hey everyone, Olivia here. Hope you're enjoying our episode. Our clear-cut collection features fine jewelry pieces inspired and designed with you in mind. Our collection is ever-changing and each piece is handmade and made to order here in New York City. Don't forget to check it out and use the code COZY, C-O-Z-Y, for free shipping on any purchase. And I know similar to how um, I like I started uh, the clear cut as a side hustle and then turned it into my main hustle. And a lot of people ask, like, how are you able to do that? You know, sometimes you see these companies and they're like zero to 100 in one day where you're like, I think I'm going to have an idea. And then the next day you're like super successful and raised all this money. But I know you had a similar journey where you were kind of working on your company as a side hustle and then slowly brought it as your full time um, job. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So when I launched Lauren Napier Beauty, it did, it sort of exploded and I really had no idea what was going, what was happening. Mm -hmm. You know, it was, it was an idea and I was at work and, and I was doing makeup and then I started getting press requests Mm -hmm. and then I started getting retail requests Mm -hmm. and it just sort of snowballed. Um, and it was very exciting. But I was flying by the seat of my pants. And it's it's funny because no road to success is the same. Mm-hmm. You can't, it, you just cannot map it out. It just, for every person, it's going to be different. And I would definitely wouldn't say that Lauren Napier Beauty is an overnight success because it, it kind of exploded onto the scene. Mm-hmm. And you have to nurture this business in order to make sure that it continues to grow. And there's a lot of, processes that take place there's a lot of things that happen that you have to just learn Mm -hmm. and so it's been it's been a wild ride Mm -hmm. I like you know I I have like a thousand analogies but it's it is it's been a wild ride I'm like flying by the seat of my pants all the time and but it's exciting Mm -hmm. and that's something if you're going to be a founder you want to be prepared for that yeah because you know, you have to have a product that people respond to. Mm-hmm. Like you can have all of the funding that yes. you want. You can have this great idea, but if nobody's receiving it, then it doesn't matter. hundred percent. You know, you can't like jam it down somebody's throat. They're just, they're just not into it. And for me, um, I actually didn't have investors. I started my brand with a tax refund and, mm-hmm. a, and a American Express. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to work here at five in the morning. So let me just throw this idea together. Mm-hmm. And I did my research and I 
you know, used a little bit of savings that I had and my credit card and I went for it Mm -hmm. and it did, it kind of took off. So I shouldn't say kind of, it did, (laughs) but while I'm saying it, it wasn't overnight. Um, I've been doing this for six years now. Yeah. You know, and I just saw an interview um, where you spoke a little bit about the struggles of fundraising, um, especially as a woman of color. Um, Can you speak to that a little bit? I'm always happy to speak about uh, the challenges that black women and minority women face when it comes to fundraising. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there. What I will say is, is that black women receive less than two percent of the billions of dollars of uh, investment capital that is deployed every year. Mm -hmm. Uh, We also are not historically uh, able to access traditional loans. And the SBA also mm-hmm. does not often provide, I think we get like 1% of the loans uh, from SBA. That's a small business administration. Mm-hmm. That's a space that is supposed to be helping, you know, people. And what we're obviously learning right now is that there is some very big divides and faults at, in the systems that are that are at play. And we're going to have to fight and champion uh, for these, these businesses. And so my experience has just been that. Mm-hmm. It's been very challenging uh, fundraising. I think the gatekeepers don't actually understand the product. The product, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I I say this when I'm having conversations with them. It's that nobody knew they wanted a cell phone until you gave them a cell phone. Yes, you know, mm-hmm. no one knew that they wanted Facebook and to talk to their friends from high school and tell them their recipes and show their afterbirth pills on Facebook until you gave them a platform to do it. Yeah, I would say we had a similar issue where people like didn't understand what we were doing. They were like, well, what like there are already jewelry stores that exist. There are online people that sell jewelry. Like what makes you different? Like just didn't understand. Well, you know, and uh, the other something else that I say is that, you know, how many different car models are there? Exactly. Right. If you go to the grocery store, how many different loaves of wheat bread are there? (laughs) There's something for everyone. Everyone. Mm -hmm. And that's why they're there. You know, a a car will get you exactly where you need to go. But there's like hundreds of different cars that exist, Mm -hmm. you know. And so um, and so that's the conversation that I that I take in. And just because you don't understand it doesn't mean it's not valuable. And that is constantly the challenge for people of color and and founders of color specifically black founders who often have a proof of concept but are missing the access to funding to grow and scale their businesses 100%. And so I actually uh with uh with a friend and now co-founder have launched an initiative called Consider Something Better that actually challenges corporations and conglomerates to support these same businesses uh these same people, specifically black women who help to build their brands. Mm-hmm. You know, black women have such a such a vital voice. You know, we are like pop culture, mm-hmm. all the slang. We are the fashion. We, you know, we determine a lot of these trends. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just is what it is. Yep. Like I recently read somebody online saying like, oh, it slaps to wear a mask in the winter. It's like, first of all, you're using slap out of context. <laughs> it's totally out of context. I'll slap you for like using it. But you know, it, it, it's like, it's, I mean, you don't get me involved. Okay. Or get me involved. I can talk about it, but, 
But the reality is that we create a lot of trends. And are huge consumers. And are huge consumers. We have a trillion dollar uh, consumer spend in this space. We enjoy luxury. We enjoy the exact same things everyone else does, but we have a different perspective. Mm -hmm. And the thing is so much of our needs are not being met. So since we do have these products with these, with proof of concept, then invest in these businesses. Exactly. It would be, and you know, as I watch retail kind of crumbling and failing Mm -hmm. and they're trying to figure out how (laughs) to, how can we make retail, bring it back? Well, how about this? How about you invest in businesses that are doing businesses (laughs) that are doing well, you know, invite a new customer into your space. And if you're inviting a new customer into your space, that means you're inviting a new brand into that space. Mm -hmm. And that just it's beneficial not just to retail and not just to the founder, but to the economy overall. Totally. So we need to really work on this. And I think one thing um, that I heard you speak about that I felt resonated with me a lot was when you go to a lot of investors and they're like, well, how about you raise a little bit of money from your friends and family? Well, that kind of um, is a pretty like niche group of people that are able to like seek investment from friends and family. Absolutely. Not everyone can just ask for a quarter million dollars from their friends and family. So that in and of itself is just like a problem. It's absolutely <laughs> a problem. And I, I think, you know, for some people, $5,000 is like, here you go. Enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> like they spend it on dinner. Yeah. And then for some families out there, $5,000 is, you know, their year's savings because mm-hmm. they don't they don't make a lot of money and they're saving like $20 a week or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it is, there is a niche group of people. Um, But yeah, that does happen. And that did happen to me. And, you know, I, I'm totally open in saying that my family didn't have a half a million dollars to give to me Mm -hmm. um, to help launch my business. As I said, Mm -hmm. I started it with my tax refund and I grew it, you know, um, by constantly reinvesting in the business and, make, yep, and making sacrifices. And, you know, I love the bootstrapping stories where somebody's like, oh, I bootstrapped, but you didn't bootstrap because you were living rent-free in your parents' basement. <laughs> yeah. They gave you $30,000 and your friend could quit their job. Like, you know, and that's also something like when you think about uh, founders, because people would say this to me too, in the fundraising space, well, you know, get a team. Can't you get some of your friends to work with you? And I'm like, listen, do you know what the statistics are like in the black community in executive and corporate employment? Like they're non-existent. So my black friend is not going to leave their corporate job Job, that they barely could get, you know, not because they weren't qualified, but because the systematic racism that exists to come work with me on something that might or might not be successful. Mm-hmm. Like they need insurance, they need healthcare, they're <laughs> going to stay at that in their C-suite position that they worked so hard to get. You know, and so those are factors that are at play that people just don't seem to understand. They do not consider them. And that is why we have named um, the initiative Consider Something Better mm-hmm. because we have to consider something better and we have to consider that everyone doesn't have the same shared experience. And we also have to consider that the fact that these people have a proof of concept, they have products that exist, they have products that people want, consider why that brand is not growing. It's Mm -hmm. because they are lacking the access to capital to grow and scale their businesses. So I'm very passionate about about making sure that there is an um, equitable access to funding. Mm -hmm. And I think this is like, 
such a powerful perspective to have on a female founder because you often hear like similar stories all the time like oh like you know i just like had some friends and family and then it grew and you know it's just not the everyday story of the entrepreneur yeah so what do you feel is the most rewarding thing about being an entrepreneur I think, you know, this is something that I, I've been thinking over, especially as, you know, like we're coming to a, the end of this year and and it has been so challenging. Um, it's what I find is rewarding is is creating something that resonates with people, a product that they don't feel like they have to have just because it's the cool thing to have, but something that deeply inspires them. Mm hmm. And something that they want to be a part of. And so I believe when you create something that that really um, sits well and resonates with people, then you've created something that that's valuable and important. And the you know social psychology behind Lauren Napier Beauty is all about feeling good about yourself is something that's really important because in your own skin and yeah. you have beautiful skin thank and no one can you. see it but it's gorgeous <laughs> thank you i mean i you know i do what i'm supposed to do yeah. every day so yeah thank you um and you know this has been a crazy year and we were just talking about it before uh, we hopped on here but like um covid has just kind of forced us to learn new skills and develop like new habits so like what's like a skill or something you've learned during this weird year okay so I'm going to say this and I'm not always the most like religious and spiritual person, but like I have learned how to like pray. And what I have learned to do is just and whatever form that takes for anybody, just like go with it. But whether it's like manifesting or meditating or whatever it is, mm -hmm. I wake up in the morning and I'm like, OK, like I have a million things to do. It's already, it's already coming at me. The second my eyes open, it's like a list of things. Mm -hmm. um, but I have learned to just try to center myself and be calm and take everything step by step by step by step because this year was crazy. Like my warehouse closed, two of our warehouse employees passed away. Oh no. Um, you know, just like thing after thing had issues with our manufacturers. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I tell you it was thing after thing after thing after yep. day. I mean, and that's what it was like for everyone. Mm -hmm. um, and so I felt as a founder, like responsible for everybody and everything from what was happening in the warehouse to things happening at the manufacturer to my customers who maybe didn't get their order. Like I just felt personally responsible. And so I had to learn to just, like I said, like pray through it. Like I can do this. Help me get through this. Help yourself. Take a moment. Take a breath. Like what prioritize, you know, what is the most important? What can wait? Scheduling, mm -hmm. block scheduling. Um, but it all started every morning with me just being like, let's get the strength to get through this day. That's amazing. Yeah. From COVID, I think I've like become a lot more self-reflective as well. I think it was impossible not to be before yeah. I was like just going and going and going and going and never had a chance to like just kind of stop and reflect on the day or like what's happening or even like the future yeah. of our business so um I think that everyone you know has grown so much like personally absolutely and something else that I I really realized like you have to take a moment um to practice gratitude 
100%. Because if you can do that, then suddenly you realize things are not that bad because mm-hmm. you have a lot of things to be grateful for. And I, we can talk about this, but I, um, I did a limited edition scarf mm-hmm. and some of the sayings on the scarf, it's like all these things that you said during 2020. And one of the things that I said would, was like thankful and annoyed. Cause like I was super thankful for so many things, but I'm super annoyed, so annoyed. And that's just, you know, you're being self-reflective and you're being honest, right? If you're being true to yourself. Yeah. You're thankful that, you know, you're healthy and you have food because other people are experiencing Mm -hmm. this so differently, but you're annoyed Mm -hmm. because you know, whatever. Yeah. Because everything that could go wrong is going wrong. Yeah. And so that happened to me and I just, it's like, yeah thankful and annoyed but also but it's like <laughs> the theme of 2020 the theme but you gotta practice that like level of gratitude so that you realize like great i am thankful for things and i can accept that i'm annoyed and i can get past whatever the nuisance is that's creating this this vibe this mood i love that so that was one of the sayings on the scarf <laughs> i love that um can you name a time that someone, you know, didn't believe in you or that you like faced some sort of rejection and like a moment that really stuck with you? So this is a good question because I, oh my God, I was always getting rejected mm-hmm. uh, as a teenager. Like I wanted to be a cheerleader. It was like, <laughs> you have no rhythm. You can't, you can't dance. So no, you're not gonna be a cheerleader. Like I wanted to be all of these things and um, it really helped me figure out that like okay what's for you is for you what is not for you is not Mm -hmm. and then you assess and you redirect something else that's on the scarf you assess (laughs) your situation and you redirect and you figure out what is for you and you learn like it's painful lesson like rejection sucks nobody likes it um it's really painful but if you can take that and learn from whatever it is Mm -hmm. that you're being rejected from then it helps you to grow and to evolve and to get into the next space. So I like to say this to everybody who's out there that is just really going through it, um, no matter what the level of rejection is, take a look at it and figure out what's going on. Don't, like Also, try not to personalize the rejection, but see it in a broader view. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and obviously it's hard to do that, but I can tell you from experience, like once you do it, you learn something and then you find a new direction. Yeah. And and you, it, you know, it'll get you there. Totally. Um, so what are your goals and like, how do you, what do you see for the future of Lauren Napier Beauty? Well, my goals, I have so many, <laughs> um, like my personal goals. I really want to go on a vacation for about two months. <laughs> Same. Like, I feel like everyone's in that boat. I think everyone's in that boat, but I'm really like I'm planning it. I want to do, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to, it might not happen tomorrow, but I want to go on a vacation to Africa, Mm -hmm. but I want to go to like Cape Town and Madagascar. And then I want to go like up to Kenya on a safari. And then I want to go to Egypt because there's so many things in Africa, right? And I want to go to Morocco and then go back down the Ivory Coast. Like I want to go all over mm-hmm. and I think that's going to take a couple months yeah definitely so I'm just going to do it and then once I'm already over there I'll go I think I'm going to go back to Paris on the way home but then maybe <laughs> I'll go to Bali like I'm just not going to come back for a while <laughs> so that's a goal and I I it will happen I don't know how but 
and I don't know when, <laughs> but that's a goal. Okay. I'll say it's so my, like a more, um, present goal, uh, or a goal that's like closer is again, just really unplugging and enjoying the last week of the year, but finding a way to really enjoy it myself, mm-hmm. whether that's, you know, get through a book or um, make a really fun dessert. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't be with people. And so like, you know, my goal would just be to like be with friends and family, but that's that's not something that's yeah. possible right now. So it's just to really do something kind for myself. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm gonna do a, sca- a staycation. <laughs> so that's a goal. And, and I already have my hotel booked, so I've achieved the goal. <laughs> I've achieved it. And what's next for Lauren Napier Beauty? Wow, I'm really excited about this because, you know, we started off with a collection of makeup remover wipes that has just kind of taken the world by storm. But what I continue to realize is that there are needs that are not being met in the beauty space and conversations that are not being had in the beauty space. And I'm going to fill and overflow that void with really beautiful, effective, um, clean, environmentally friendly, green skincare products for the, I like to say the woman of color. But let me also say this. The woman of color is not just a black woman. She's a woman across the full diaspora. You know, when you think of a woman of color, you think, I at least think, you know, I think black women, brown women, African women. Then I think like South Pacific Asian women. I think Middle Eastern women. You know, I think Mm of indigenous women, women all across the world who just are not being spoken to in a kind and a positive way. But also there's a few ingredients that are missing from our skincare that could really improve it. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to introduce those. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. Very so is that in the works for it's in the works i mean like my goal as we talk about goals um, (laughs) you know i my goal is actually it's not necessarily a timeline it's just making sure that the product is up to the standard of which i that i want Mm -hmm. you know that i want to deliver to people Mm -hmm. so once we achieve that standard then we'll launch amazing yeah Awesome. Well, this was so amazing. I thoroughly enjoyed learning about your story and I think it was a great perspective. And thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. It's my pleasure. So tell people, you know, where they should follow, how they can find you, all of that good stuff. You can follow me at Lauren Napier Beauty, where our Instagram is like always about the happenings in the world, but it's also clearly about the beauty space. Mm-hmm. Um and that's at Lauren Napier Beauty on Instagram. It's Lauren Napier on Twitter. I am not a TikTok lady, but I do my best. You guys. should be. We I, just started. It's been really fun. I know. I know. I'm just, you know, well, I think what would happen is you guys would see a lot of food because during people love food. Yeah, people love food. There's food on my um, on my Instagram too because they did a lot of cooking at the first at the top of um, COVID. So there's <laughs> lots of recipes there. And good skin recipes. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's good. You can, so those are all the places you can follow me. Just look up Lauren Napier and I'll pop up. Awesome. Well, yeah. thank you so much. Thank you. 
Thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, I hope you found that story very inspirational. Don't forget to follow Lauren at Lauren Napier. And if you want to shop her products, go to laurennapier.com. And of course, follow us at The Clear Cut for all your jewelry and sparkle needs and wants.